senior year, I was like, okay, I think I've got it down. Like, I'm pretty flexible. I (laughs) feel like I'm pretty laid back. I can take whatever comes next year. And then the corona was like, so do you actually have the flexibility that you say you do? (laughs) This is the Mindful and Positive Podcast. Most of the reporting on student mental health is negative. We seem to always focus on anxiety, depression, hospitalization rates, or suicide. But this isn't a podcast about all of that. It's about what people are doing in the face of this crisis. This is about resilience, about courage, about strength, and about hope. Every episode, we feature stories about growth and transformation. This is a podcast about flourishing. There are so many positive mental health stories all around us. So many young people are overcoming challenges, doing amazing things, and becoming amazing people. So welcome to the Mindful and Positive Podcast. I'm Meg Frederick. And I'm Jeff Konevsky. I'm a teacher at Shine Mountain High School in Colorado Springs. And now that I'm retired, I have even more time to support students and teachers to infuse their lives with happiness and peace through mindfulness and positivity. Meg, I've always found you to be so kind. Well, thanks, Jeff. I really appreciate that. Do you think I'm kind? (laughs) Maybe, in your own sort of way, perhaps. But I know who is kind. Mary Rolstad and Grace Babcock. Two of the most genuinely kind young ladies you will ever meet. Maybe they can help you with this. Let's talk with them. All right, here we go. So welcome to you, Grace and Mary. Thank you. Thank you for having us. You are welcome. We are so thrilled to have you with us today. This, this question is going to be kind of weird, but it's something I've wondered. I've always found you two to be so kind to everyone. And I know we've asked like to go into the elementary school. And I've, I've noticed whether it's with elementary school kids or people around, um, I I I want you to t- touch on just the importance of kindness. How did you learn to be so kind in your life? Why are you so darn kind? <laughs> um, well, I guess for me, it's like I've just grown up with that as like what is normal and what the expectation is. Like, I mean, I have three younger sisters, so it's just always been treat people with p- kindness. And then also I really think that if you treat others around you with kindness – the same energy is more likely to be projected back towards you. Um, so I think I learned it from my family and also like just from being surrounded by really kind people as a young kid. And then also just learning like typically the more kind you are to other people, um, that kindness is normally returned. And I think it just brings out the best in other people and it makes you feel good and hopefully them feel good which is ultimately what we all want is to make other people feel good and ourselves feel good so grace is that something you've intentionally tried to work on or does it oh yeah okay oh for sure because there are some days where you don't want to be at all (laughs) but but yeah definitely definitely had to work on it and definitely had people that it's really hard to be kind to but um 
yeah, it's a process, but it's been a great process. So yeah. I think a lot of what um <laughs> what maybe showed up to you during this past year was habits that I actually learned from Grace. Aw. Like no, I'm serious. Like <laughs> smiling in the hallway, waving at people, acknowledging everyone is so important. And you know, whether they respond or not, whether they're in a funky mood or not, doesn't really matter if you have like a strong mm-hmm. sense of self-confidence, you know? And I think that Grace's self-confidence is really infectious, you know? It it rubs <laughs> it rubs off on you. And also I think happiness kindness follows happiness. So when you're happy, you're more likely to try and spread that and share it with other people. Mary is making an important point here. Kindness is indeed contagious. In fact, all emotions are. Neurologists have discovered that we have mirror neurons in our brain, which drive us to mimic the behavior we see in others. You know, Jeff, by intentionally choosing kindness, we can be the good in the world just by simply being kind to others. And it creates this ripple effect and it impacts so many people down the line. Think of it as a mini kindness revolution that we have the power to start. Let's try it out. One day this week, I invite you to commit five random acts of kindness, all in one day. These don't have to be big, but do your best to surprise people. Really catch them off guard. Yeah, and then at the end of the day, take a moment and write about your experience. Make a little kindness report. Reflect on what you did and how it made you feel. I think you'll find that even small acts of kindness will greatly increase your own well-being. We'd love it if you shared your kindness report with us at mindfulandpositive at gmail.com. Okay, back to Mary and Grace. You two just graduated uh, from, you know, China Mountain High School, which is known as being very rigorous and the stress level being very high. Um, would, would you mind kind of touching on um, kind of what the stress of the high school experience was for you and kind of how when you knew that you were stressed out and what that looked like? Yeah, for me, it- I had to learn to self-moderate, you know? Mm -hmm. I was always the kid that would just keep saying yes, 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 until I was, like, exhausted and didn't even know that I was exhausted anymore. And, you know, snapping and being hard to have around the house but not realizing it anymore because I was tired and overstressed. And... I think especially end of junior year, beginning of senior year, I reached a point where I was like, okay, I clearly am not fun to be around when I'm like being overworked. So how can I Mm -hmm. like say like what is reasonable? What is a reasonable amount of classes that I can take and what are reasonable expectations I can have for myself because it's not going to be perfect. And I'm really glad that I started to do that because I think it made an enormous difference in my life. Yeah. I think for me, it was like, I could tell I was stressed when a, I wouldn't sleep a lot because I'd be up late studying and early for like clubs. So I'd just be tired. And then I think B probably complaining a ton was normally my indicator that I was stressed. Like I'd find little things that bothered me and like just, rant about them all the time but I think 
Mary and I were both really good about keeping each other in check. Like we ended up taking a lot of almost the same classes because we were like, okay, what do we really love? And most of the time it was like social studies, English, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So then we take APs in those classes and then take easier, maybe like more fun. Um, other, <laughs> but we watched some of our friends like literally work themselves into the ground to the point that like we wouldn't even see that we'd see them like once a week maybe for lunch and so I yeah and they missed out on a lot of things you know yeah it's a hard balance for sure it is for sure so I think that was one of like our goals this year and even in junior year was like we really want to keep our head in the right direction and even when we are stressed like we still want to want to be stressed out about the right things like if we were stressed it was for a class that we really did care about not just stressed because we chose to take six AP classes. Yeah. So, yeah. Gotcha. You're really trying to find like what is worthy of my stress or perseveration and what else can I let go of? That's a, a wonderful yeah. strategy. Yeah. yeah what, sure. speaking of strategies, what strategies do you guys use on a regular basis? What are your go-to, whether it's mindfulness or positive psychology? Um, and I know like it seems with you two specifically, everything we would throw out there, whether it was a podcast or, or an article, it seems like you two would kind of gobble it up and give it a chance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are some strategies that are your go-tos? My favorite is journaling. Mm-hmm. You know, just a simple check-in with myself, kind of, to like, whether it's saying what I did for the day, you know, like, what valuable uses of my time were, especially during the quarantine and also just kind of taking the time to um, focus on myself or my own thoughts each day was really helpful. Mm-hmm. And then besides that, I think for both of us, it's just getting outside. Mm-hmm. Like we'll go for hikes, bike rides, whatever. And it does, it don't, I don't know, it forces you to be in the moment because Colorado is so beautiful that you can't help but like notice what's around you. For so. sure. Yeah. releases the um dopamine in your brain <laughs> i love it there you go releases the dopamine in your brain i have i have another quick question for you too you know i love to talk about gratitude as as one of the components of of well-being and happiness in our lives is um journaling about gratitude and speaking our gratitude and i know i have found my gratitude to be um to, sh- to have shifted during this time of coronavirus and a lot of the unsettling um, events going on in our world today. So when I journal with my gratitude, when I look back, it has changed. How about you guys? Has your gratitude changed with so much loss and uncertainty and yet what you've gained, as you both say, from this time? But what about gratitude with that? Uh, yeah, so I did the daily quarantine questions that Mr. Konevsky sent out for like two and a half months. I'm not quarantined as much now, so I haven't really been using them. But when I did them, I loved them because I could see how my gratitude had changed because I literally was writing it out. But it definitely at the beginning of quarantine was like, okay, I'm grateful that my family is healthy. I'm grateful that I live in Colorado and I can go outside. Like, which was different than like a couple of weeks before when they would have been totally different um, things. And it also quarantine definitely showed me what I take for granted. So now when I do see people, I'm grateful for totally different things like 
human hugs <laughs> and like being able to go to someone else's house again and like even our graduation we were all so grateful for even though it was kind of strange um it was like so wonderful for us yeah i love that my my gratitude certainly took a shift during um this time period as well um as you guys graduate and move on um you're probably trying to make decisions about where you're going. There's a lot of uncertainty around that. What are what are your fears and how do you manage maybe the anxiety, the forthcoming changes in your life that maybe you get anxious about? What do you do to to kind of manage that, to live with that? Well, yeah, it definitely is the biggest change so far. And I think for me, the hardest part is like moving away from my family and my friends because it's a lot to let go of um, just because I am really close with my family and I do have such like a great community here to leave. But I think it's again, like a lot of it's come back to being grateful for what I have right now and then also just trying to enjoy it well and like and enjoy the journey um, because I know that when it happens, it's supposed to happen. And like, we're all transitioning together and like that change beauty will come out of that change too. So I think still being grateful and still taking time to just enjoy what's going on now. And um, yeah, I think that's been what's helped me the most. Yeah. I've had to really kind of definitely live in the moment more. Yeah. Like there was a time where I didn't even know like what I was doing tomorrow and then I didn't know what I was doing the week after that. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, well, I don't know what where I'll be in three months, four months, five months, six months. So I think that was a enormous mental like blockade for me for a little while. Mm -hmm. And I had to kind of let go of a lot of like expectations that I had, you know, like a regular move in day or a regular senior send off or stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, yeah, the transition will still happen for sure, mm -hmm. but I've had to kind of check myself and honestly not get my hopes up. Yeah. Yeah. I think living in the moment this whole year has been so important because like senior year is underrated in how much uncertainty there is <laughs> like mm -hmm. we had no idea what we were going to do next year for a majority of senior year and then it felt like as soon as we had committed like the whole world shut down and we were like at home and didn't know when we were going to go back to school and so I think living in the moment was another thing that quarantine definitely taught I think the whole world is like we don't really know what will happen tomorrow so it's just important that we enjoy it yeah. right now so yeah I'm going to ask you a question. I think you've already really addressed it, but I want to ask it anyway. And you could look at this from either a quarantine or the last four years. Um, but how have you how have you grown? How have you changed through this last four years or the quarantine? What or what have you learned about yourself? Um, I have already touched on this, but when I was younger, I was a big perfectionist, like mm -hmm. very very type A, very inflexible and you know the quarantine is almost like a a like a little poke in the gut or something as far as testing my ability to let go of perfectionism <laughs> because senior year I was like okay I think I've got it down like 
I'm pretty flexible. I <laughs> feel like I'm pretty laid back. I can take whatever comes next year. And then the quarantine was like, oh, really? Like, <laughs> Corona was like, so do you actually have the flexibility that you say you do? <laughs> and I think that coming out of the other end of this, I think that I do have that flexibility. Like, I, I'm still here. I didn't have any major mental breakdowns, <laughs> so I'm not in the hospital. Um, but yeah, seriously, I I do think that um, in, in the past four years, it has been a big part of my life too. Really, just learn that um, life is what it is, and mm-hmm. that yeah, yeah. Mary, do you have a do you have a mantra at all that you use? I'm just curious. Um, well, maybe say la vie. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is it? Live and let live. Yeah, um, or it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, it'll all work out. Yeah. Several of the same kind of mm-hmm. uh thing. You know, one of the the reason why I asked is one of the things that we really try to encourage kids to do or support them is is to give up on the necessity of being perfect Mm -hmm. right and and it's so difficult to do when it feels like nowadays when you get your grades back immediately and you can see where you stand compared to everybody else in the class that that we really we don't we don't have to be perfect and and it's impossible to be perfect and you know and to be able to navigate that so it seems like that's such an important lesson and we really love to pick your brain later about how we can help kids come to mm-hmm. that don't have mm-hmm. to be perfect yeah. yeah and even as the older sibling too I put a lot of pressure on myself to try and do everything right and get it right the first time when really that is too much to ask of anyone especially yourself yeah I think um for me just from the last four years of high school I went into high school, I don't think either of us really knew what mindfulness was. Mm-mm. And <laughs> Mr. Lawson was like, you guys should come to a mindfulness club. And I was like, no way. I am way too giggly. Like, I could never sit through uh-huh. mindfulness club. <laughs> and um, turns out mindfulness club is awesome. Um, but I think over the past four years, I've learned like what's most important to me and how to be balanced. Because, like, freshman year, my plan basically was, I think, to take as many AP classes as I possibly could. Like, I had it mapped out so I could take almost every single AP class. And what I learned about myself is that it's way more important to be balanced and to focus on what's most important to you than just to do it to, like, get the grade or get into the college. Because, um, yeah, I think just this whole high school career has mostly been, like, focusing on what really matters. Yeah, I will finish just by saying uh, thank you. Thank you for, for being open in this, but also just, I mean, we're just we're just proud and we're honored to have been able to work with you. We're proud of who you've become and who you are. Well, your, your joy has certainly um, permeated the halls of the high school and, and my life as well. So I just appreciate both of you so very much. Well, you two have a wonderful summer. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you guys for having us. Love to see you at the Yeah. Thanks so much for spending some time with us today. The Mindful and Positive podcast is brought to you by the Mindfulness and Positivity Project. 
a nonprofit organization whose mission is to infuse lives with happiness and peace, cultivated through mindfulness and positivity. And if you like what you heard today, we would sure appreciate it if you'd subscribe to our podcast or share it with a friend. Or visit us at mindfulandpositive.com.